Holy Gospel, according to Matthew, the third verse. In those days, John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness of Judah, proclaiming, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is one whom the prophet Isaiah spoke when he said, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. Now John wore clothing of camel hair with a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then the people of Jerusalem and all Judea were going out to him, and all the regions along the Jordan, and they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many Pharisees and Sadducees coming for baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruit worthy of repentance. Do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to rise up children of Abraham. Now, even now, the axe is laying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance. But one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear the threshing fold and will gather his wheat into the granary and put the chafe he will burn with unquenching fire. Then Jesus came to Galilee, to John, to the Jordan, to be baptized by him. John, who would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, let it be so. Now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, came out, as he came up from the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved with whom I am well pleased. This is the Gospel of the Lord. The voice from one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. 
Most, if not all, the leftover turkeys have been eaten. Black Friday sales are mostly over. The decorations are up all over town and in the mall. We are stuffed, either glad their relatives have left, or we are saddened because they couldn't stay longer, or maybe a little bit of both. These are the telltale signs that Christmas is right around the corner. Today, we enter the second week of Advent. Tis a season of promise, a season of preparation to receive the promise of God in the world. In an old Peanuts cartoon script, good old Charlie Brown says to Lioness, life is just too much for me. I have been confused from the day I was born. I think the whole trouble is that we were not brought into this world too fast, and we really are not prepared. Lioness asked him, what do you want? A chance to warm up first? The Advent season is supposed to be our chance to warm up. John the Baptist was the first one to celebrate Advent. He prepared the way. It is a time for us to prepare our hearts and our minds and our homes for the birth of the Christ child. Sure, it's a time when we put away, put up all the decorations in their proper place, get all the presents bought and wrapped, made sure that Christmas cards were sent out and received, and all the things that we do to get ready for Christmas Day. But it's a little more than that. It's about preparing ourselves and our families spiritually. We, should, we see, if we aren't careful, the time of preparation will be over. The big day will be here, and suddenly it will be just another day. We will finish opening all the presents. The room will be strewn with scraps of wrapping paper and ribbon, the turkey or the ham. We'll have put up a valiant fight, but nothing will be left but leftovers. We are parked in front of the TV watching a football game or maybe a Christmas movie. Then all of a sudden, that empty feeling will hit us. That feeling of What's the use? That Charlie Brown feeling of something is missing as we are thrown into Christmas too fast. That's when we realize we needed more time to warm up. Into the midst of all this preparation, all this joyous Christmas carols, the lights, the parties, in all the celebrations of Christmas comes this voice, a strident voice that seems to show up every year like some unwanted uncle. John the Baptist, in the midst of our preparation, comes. You know the story. We read it in Matthew's. Heaven, <coughs> in today's gospel, John appears in the wilderness proclaiming Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. I baptize you with water for repentance, 
but the one who is coming is more powerful than I and not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. In the world, <coughs> in the world is that about smack dab in the middle of silent night, away in the manger, weird Uncle John in his thrift shored rejects stands up and starts hollowing about repentance. Prepare the way for the Lord. Make his path straight. And John comes during the time of Advent and appears in the wilderness to call people to prepare. His purpose was to announce the coming of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, because they had forgotten. In 34, 30 short years, they forgot the promise, and that was John's purpose. That's why we hear him in Advent every single year. John the Baptist. John comes each year in the midst of our celebration because we also have mostly forgotten the promise. Through the words of John and other prophets, we are reminded that Jesus didn't just come suddenly and appear. God just didn't decide to drop in on his children as a surprise visit. God felt the alienation which had built between him and his children, and he agonized over it. Jesus was long planned answer to the end of that alienation and to bring about reconciliation. John and the prophet simply call us to remember and once again to prepare our hearts for the birth of Christ. The signs are all around us, and we know how to read the signs of Christmas, don't we? Sort of like the Krispy Kreme hot donuts sign. We know when the donuts are hot and fresh. There's no doubt that it's the same with Christmas. You have to be almost dead not to know that Christmas is coming. We know the signs of Christmas since pretty close to Halloween. The TV commercials have focused more and more on Christmas. And now that Thanksgiving is over, they have really started ratcheting up. The problem is we get so bombarded with Christmas songs and holiday cheer and all the commercials that it almost works like a vaccination against the season. As we prepare, it's time to rummage through the boxes of the attic of our minds and in our spirits to dig out the things labeled Christmas memories. It's time to dig out and open the drawstring sacks of hope and promises and carefully play out, pour out their contents. Then with equal care so that none of the fragile memories are broken or destroyed, we read, we scan, we presume, we remember, and shift through all those old memories and old feelings so that we can open both new ones and remember the old ones, vistas of God's love and God's grace. We open and rummage through all these old feelings and memories so that we can recall 
and be called back to our faith and our relationship with God. And we have to rummage through. We have to dig out the trunks and sacks and boxes so that we can say we will never forget and never put away. But we did. We put them up in this certain place so that we won't forget. But you know what happens every time. The operational word is forget. So as we come to worship, we come to programs at the church and our families, we watch old movies like It's a Wonderful Life, Christmas Carol, National Lampoon's Family Christmas, Vacation, A Christmas Story with Ralphie and the BB gun. <coughs> we even watch some old TV specials, trying to recapture that elusive feelings. We come to belong. We come to Advent season, hoping that God will once again meet us face to face while we are bent over the manger making goo-goo eyes at the baby. It's the Son of God, the King of Kings, our Savior. We come to worship and all the activities knowing that we need to be prepared. John's words have echoed in our ears and in our thoughts all year long. And so we seek to prepare. All creation groans in expectation of what is about to come fold and what has yet to come. And we don't want to miss the promise, the promise of Christmas, which God made really very simple and yet as complicated as of all creation. Because at a certain moment in time, God took off the remnants of heaven and put on the rags of flesh and bones and came to life to dwell among us. He came to us as a hopeless, innocent, vulnerable baby. And yet that child led and embodied the promise of the ages, the promise of salvation, reconciliation, and somehow we need exactly that. As much as we deny, as much as we try to avoid it over the years, there's an innate part of us which realizes we can't do it on our own. That's why it's so important for us to prepare so that we can once again hear and assimilate the promise and the hopes to come with that promise. At my parents' house on Christmas Day, a small manger scene was set in a table just inside the doorway of a nearby of a neatly kept home. People hurried past all day, barely noticing the tiny figures gathered around the infant tucked into the golden straw. In the morning, the children ran by on their way to the Christmas tree. At noon, arriving guests pushed past it. One accidentally knocked over a shepherd as he took off his winter coat. Later in the afternoon, the well-fed assembly of adults and children moved somewhat slowly into, back into the living room. 
But once more, none of them stopped to look at the manger. In fact, none of them. An older woman, my grandmother, walking with a cane, paused in front of the scene. Gently, she put the shepherd back in the upright position. Then she looked at the child in the middle of all those figures. Presently, she became aware of a small grandson by her side. As voices drift in from the living room, the two continued to look deeply into the scene. At, at length, the smile spread across Grandma's face. The child took her hand. In the midst of the day filled with busyness, the two of them gently received God's gift. That's how Christmas enters our lives. Not in great leaps, but in small moments. We can miss it if we are not prepared. In Mark, Jesus calls us to beware. Keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. In other words, Jesus calls us to be ready, to be prepared so that we don't miss the gracious good news and the promise of the season of Advent and Christmas. It pays to look out and to see what's going on around you. Don't miss Christmas. The Christmas countdown has already begun. Don't miss the great gift that is about to be delivered by God. Don't miss the promise of the season. Prepare your hearts and your home this season. Spend time in prayer and devotion. Read the passages from Matthew and Luke dealing with the birth of the Christ child. Worship with us every Sunday until Christmas and thereafter. Prepare yourself for the birth of Christ so you don't miss it. Rediscover the promise of Christmas. Amen.